0: Good morning, Downpour. Hope you're doing well. I've just been watching the screen and I've been seeing your dance moves. Desire, you will not make it to the Prophetic Dance Committee. I like that you're dancing, but what happens in Petrie? Let it remain in Petri. It's good to see Taylor Moll. Taylor Moll looks like the lead guitarist of Bon Jovi's band. He's got the rock star look. Can I just encourage all of us, if you can put your cameras on, here's the thing, you get to see me, but I want to see you, and that's what we're doing it this way. But it is so good to see your beautiful faces this morning. What a fantastic transition message from my incredible beautiful wife and what a fantastic giving message from petrus and uh just a great setup for what god has for us today but man it is such a joy i hope you're able to see your faces you're all looking great lockdown has made you a bit more better looking i do not know was it the plank was it the push-ups or was it the pringles doesn't matter you're here, we are here, and God is here, and it is such a joy uh, to be bringing God's Word. It's always a treasure, it's always a treat. Every time when I stand before people, uh, the fact that I get to open this book, and, and the fact that the, I get to read this book every day in itself is, is, is an absolute pleasure. But now the fact that we get to open this book and study and grow and learn and be transformed and encounter the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let us never, let us never take this for granted. Well, last week we had our week one of Heart for the House offering and uh, we've, we've, we've received your pledges, we've received your generosity, we've received your gifts and uh, what we have raised up so far in week one of Heart for the House offering is $37,441 dollars so thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you so much. I think the numbers have been mixed up. I think it's three, six, but whatever's on the screen, whatever's on the screen, that's what it is. And so I want to thank you. I want to thank you for that. Uh, they just put music in the background. Is that what happened? They, they were just excited. They were just so excited about your generosity. They were like, you got to play some music. So that's what the band did, the band, the virtual band. But thank you so much for that. And I just want to say, if you haven't given yet, uh, can I encourage you to give over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna every, every week share this. There's also a website called my, uh, downpourlivecom forward slash heart for the house uh, that, that I think if you wanna get latest details. But I also wanna quickly share about our launch team. Uh, our goal is to have 80 on our launch team. At the moment, we've got 49, 49 on our launch team. And so if you're not part of the launch team, can I encourage you to be a part of it? It's, it's, been, an act, it's been an incredible building journey being part of the launch team. Also, one of our goals set as part of this mission in seeing a move of God in this region is 20 circle leaders. Now, what is a circle? A circle is when a group of people come together, encourage each other, come around a scripture, pray for, pray for someone, and just be a, str- a source of strength and guide and a source of blessing to somebody. And so, that's what a circle is. And so, at the moment, we've got eight circles that are signed up or launching or happening as we head towards this next season. So we've got 820 is the target. And so if you are believing, if you're praying and you're saying, hey, maybe that's my next step, talk to somebody, talk to myself, talk to Pastor Regan, talk to one of our leaders. Uh, And maybe you're not ready yet, but just give us your name so that we can make sure you go through the pathways in being a circle leader, even if it's for 2022 in Jesus' name. Well, this morning, I want to share a message that came to me I was just going about my day and, and this is what happens. I sometimes hear, hear these taglines or these captions and it just came to me. And it was almost like, like I was handed this word and it was like, you got to do something with it. It was just the title. So I just got given the title of the message. And so this is what I want to talk about. The title of my message is Do Not Limit God. Do Not Limit God or Don't Limit God. I know that sounds quite simple. But I believe as we, as we sort of discover what the Bible has to say on this topic, I think it's going to be powerful. I think it, it comes with everyone's understanding that God has unlimited resource and God has unlimited power. I don't think anyone's going to debate that. Maybe some people might, but most people recognize that God is unlimited in His power. He's unlimited in His provision. He's unlimited in His resources. He's unlimited. And I think I want to, I want to let that settle in for a moment. So whatever need you're facing, whatever challenges are your way, whatever miracle you're believing for, whatever you're struggling through, God is unlimited. Think about that for a moment. That problem you're facing right now, God is unlimited. He's got unlimited resources, unlimited power, unlimited provision. But the truth is, as I was studying this week, I began to recognize that we can limit God. Can you imagine that? that, that, That the creator of the universe, the one who's supposed to be all powerful, the one that we call almighty, that we can limit him. But that's what we recognize. And one of the ways we can limit God is by our belief systems, our belief systems. I, I'm, I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to think about an analogy I can utilize to tell, to help explain this. But uh, if you've ever been to India, has anyone went, been to India? Maybe a show of hands. I can see your hands. I can see you on the screen. Or maybe if you if you've, uh, you can put it on the chat. If you've been to India, or if you'd love to go to India. But if you've ever been to India, India is a great country. It's, it's incredible. It's full of flavor, full of, uh, full of color, full of life, uh, full of energy people everywhere. If you don't like people, you don't want to go to India. There's people everywhere. Literally, people everywhere. Uh, you don't sort of get a space to yourself. There's people everywhere. Uh, but, but what people don't recognize is also that India has a lot of natural resources and has a lot of hidden wealth. But as you travel India, one of the things you'll recognize is that sometimes there's a limiting mindset that disallows people to tap into the resources as there. Uh, when it comes to certain minerals, when it comes to certain resources as that, due to religious reasons, due to to different caste systems. There's so many X amount of uh, roadblocks or mental makeups or belief systems that stop people. But I wanna share a simple analogy If you. If you've ever been to the northern part of India, in the northern part of India, they don't eat meat, specifically cows because they consider cows to be holy. In fact, it is common practice for you to be in a, in a taxi, for example, and there would be like this massive traffic stop and you would be like, what's happened? Has there been a death? Has there been an accident? What's happened? But the whole point is sometimes you'll have taxi drivers and everybody wait for the cows to pass the main road, to pass the highway. Can you imagine Bruce Highway being stuck because the cows are just, wandering and yondering and just enjoying the views maybe wanted to do a drive-through at starbucks we're not sure what the cows are up to but literally they won't touch the cows they won't go near the cows because the cows are ho- holy in fact they're so holy they're forbidden to eat meat they're forbidden to eat cows in fact when mcdonald's went to india they were banned from having any meat uh, burgers can you imagine that like why, why are you even there McDonald's but 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 that's the, that's the system they were in but here was the funny part that when I was in India I would see all these people that were malnourished malnutritioned but yet honoring and respecting the cow and in a moment I had this big revelation which was maybe If you could kill a few cows, maybe if you could just serve some meat, maybe that would help somebody. Somebody say, woo, you know, (laughs) that would help somebody. Now, why am I saying this? The reason I'm saying this is because this is sometimes what I see in the church, where I see a lot of people that are malnourished, that are bound, and there are cows walking by them. There's meat, there's steak, there's richness in the Word of God, there's promises, there's provision, there's unlimited power and anointing and grace and provision that is given to us by the hand of the Lord, but so many times we don't tap into it because of certain belief systems. So in the same way, I want you to recognize that in God's word, there is grace. In God's word, there is favor. In the word of God, there's mercy. In the word of God, there's healing. In the word of God, there's blessing. In the word of God, there's provision. But so many times we don't tap into it. We might even identify it. We might even respect it. We might even stop our car out of honor to the word, but never chew on it. Never get in, get it into us. It's it's one thing to insta the cow. It's a whole nother thing to chew the meat. And so what am I trying to say? We serve a God who is unlimited. He He is unlimited in his provision. But so many times we limit God. And so my message to us this morning is: don't limit God. As I was growing up, I would always hear this, not always, but a lot of times I'd hear these words about tempting, don't tempt God. Have you ever heard these words? Don't tempt God. I never understood what it meant. Like, I, I get tempted, we get tempted, but how can God be tempted? I mean, what, what's God's weaknesses for him to be tempted? But I want to share with you a scripture that goes in line with what I'm sharing. Psalm chapter uh, of, it goes on to say in the book of Psalm, I'm not sure what chapter or verse, but I think it's 40, 41, but this is what it says. How often they provoked, that's right, Psalm 76 or 78, that's right, feels like an eye test this morning. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the, in the desert. Now check out what it says in 41. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited and limited the Holy One of Israel. Can you imagine that when we limit God, we tempt Him? When we limit God, we almost put Him in a box? There's a scripture there, and the context of that is the children of Israel. The Bible is talking about in the book of Psalm about the children of Israel, and the Bible is saying about how God saved them from the hand of the Pharaoh, how God saved them from slavery, how God saved them from the kingdom of darkness, and He was ushering them into this new place of promise, into the, into the kingdom of light, and 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 there's this moment where they're in the in the wilderness, and the Bible actually says the following. Uh, verse which which is not in your reference but the following verse it says God says how he how they limited him by not remembering what he had done and and so Israel was in this place where God had parted the Red Sea and God had provided them meat and God had provided them bread and God had provided them daily provision and God was about to lead them into this land unlimited land this land flowing as the Bible calls milk and honey but yet they stopped God, they tempted God, they limited God because they had forgotten what he had done and they just kept complaining about how he cannot do it, how they cannot do it, how Moses is not the right leader to do it, how, how they're not fit enough, how they're not strong enough, how they don't have anyone that's, that's qualified enough how they don't have anyone equipped enough, how they don't have any battle experience, how they don't have any real estate experience, how they don't have any marketing experience, how they don't even have an anthem to be a nation, how they don't even have a national flag, how they don't have a national song or a national bird or a national cat. You know what I'm talking about? And they limited God by their reasoning. And the fact that they chose not to remember limited God. You know, in many ways, that's our life. Just like the Israelites that were called out of Egypt, we were called out of the world. We were called out of a life of sin. We were called out of a life of pain. We were called out of a life of death. We were called out of darkness into light. And we are now on a journey. And in that journey, there's provision. In that journey, yes, there is pain. In that journey, there's giants. In that journey, there are challenges. But at the same time, there's promises and there's provision and there's breakthrough and there's things that God wants us to occupy. Because at the end of our life, it's not so much that we get the glory, but at the end of our life, God gets the glory. But what begins to happen is we limit God. And, he, and here's, here's some things I wanna ask us this morning. Because if there is, the reason why the children of Israel complained and limited God, because the task ahead of them seemed bigger than themselves. That was the whole point. So if there isn't is right now a task ahead of you, that isn't bigger than you, you're limiting God. You might say, How am I limiting God? Well, right now, if there isn't something, if there isn't an assignment, if there isn't something that you're facing that seems a bit impossible, if that isn't ahead of you, you are already limiting God. Maybe you've bought into the real estate of the wilderness and you've said, Oh, thus far and no far, uh, this is as far as I wanna go, but maybe God is saying, No, there is more that I have for you my hands, there's limitless resources, there's limitless provision, there's limitless promises that are out there. And, and And I want you to understand, if everything that you do is humanly possible, there is a huge possibility that you've put a limit on God. Think about your week, think about your month, think about your year. If everything that you do seems possible, I can work it out, I've got it all up here, I've done the math, I've got the Excel sheet, I've got it all even on my screen on, as a screenshot on my phone, this is the plan. If everything is so calculated, let's be calculated and let's have a routine, I'm not against that. But if everything is humanly possible through you, by you, there's a possibility that you've put a limit on God. Because the problem is by nature as humans, we want to be reliant on routine, we want predictability, we want comfort, But on the flip side, if we aren't using that faith muscle daily, there is a huge possibility that we are missing something. And all I want to do this morning is perhaps just raise the question If is there any area in your life that you're limiting God? Because I know even recent times, God has pointed in my own life, areas where I've limited him. And that's the crazy part. You can be in ministry. You can be pastoring. You can be helping people preaching the good news, sharing the goodness of God, you yet have a limit on God. Because if your life isn't supernatural, it's superficial. If your life isn't supernatural, if you're not reliant in a supernatural way on, on the hand of God, in many ways it becomes superficial, it becomes a facade, it becomes just a way of life. And I want to encourage us this morning to dream bigger, to believe more, to know that we serve a God who is calling us, yes, to our limits, but then in that become reliant on His unlimited hand. You know, it took the children of Israel 40 years to enter the land that God had promised them. But do you know, God wanted to do it in one year. What God could do in a year took them 40 years because they were reliant on their calculation on their strength, on their ability, on their math, on their scholars, on their reviews. Sometimes I think, sometimes when we tap into too much of knowledge, they can be dangerous even in itself to limit what God can do in the supernatural. And I want you to notice, because this is what it says in Deuteronomy chapter seven, uh, verse 17, to continue talking about this whole children of Israel, it says, if you shall say in your heart, this is God talking, These nations are greater than I. How can I dispossess them? Verse 18, I don't don't think that's there, but I'll read it to you. You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well that the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt the great trials which your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So shall the Lord your God do to all the people of whom you are afraid. This is what God is saying. God is challenging a mindset. If we can put verse 17 up one more time, this is what it says, these nations are greater than, what was God saying? He was saying the hearts of the people. He was saying, you're looking at these nations and you're thinking that they're greater than you. And God is saying, when you begin, a, when you begin to have that thought, it limits even God to dispossess them. He's saying, I wanna do this for you. But with that mindset, there's no point in me doing that because if you go with that mindset, you're gonna, you're gonna go back to becoming a slave. I'm trying to create sons out of you. I'm trying to create royalty out of you. I'm trying to create daughters out of you. But, and I can save you and I can give it to you. But if you go in with that mindset, you're anyways gonna be possessed by somebody else. You're anyways gonna be taken over. And so, the, and, and so I want you to notice what it says. It says, these nations are greater than I. So what was Israel doing? They were comparing. See, one of the reasons why we limit God and we limit ourselves is because we play the comparison game. We compare ourselves. The Israelites compared themselves to the other nations. And the constant comparison of our ability and, and our resources can limit ourselves to the things of God. One of the quickest ways that we can limit what God has for us is by comparing. I wanna read one more portion of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. It says, for we do not dare, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. I want to read that last bit. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. It was only this week I noticed something interesting about this text. That there are two kinds of comparison. The first comparison is the comparison with others. So they compared themselves with the nations. Oh, look at that nation. They've been around for 40 years longer than us. Look at that person, they've been around, they, this is their history, this is their track record. So they compared themselves. You know, it took, it took them this long to get here, so it's probably gonna take us that long to get here. There was a comparison, the natural progression of comparison. So there's a comparison with others and we do this all the time as humans not to make ourselves feel better but just to sort of contextualize the whole plot for us in terms of how long is going to take us this far how long is going to take us that far and and there's a comparison that comes with others but here's the next one that really stood out to me was they compared with themselves in other words they were like oh this is what god did in 2004 and this is what he did in 2008 and it took him four years for him to do that and then he did this in 2015 and it took him that year, that many years to do that and now in 2021 it's gonna take him these many. we do that all the time where we compare the progress and we compare the transformation and we compare the repentance and we compare the miraculous and that can be dangerous because maybe what if God wants to do in a year what you're anticipating for him to do in 40 What if, what if God wants to change that around? Yes, maybe it's taken you so long to get so far only because now that you've reached so far, God wants to accelerate something. What if God has kept you alive and kept you in the game for this moment, right now, for such a time as this? What, what if this could be that moment where, we, yes, it's good to, you know, and, and I, I want to say that it is good to look back at your life for a sense of gratitude but not for a sense of measurement. It's good to look back for a sense of gratitude, but not for, not necessarily for a sense of reference, because God's mixed the puzzle up so many times in my own life, very long, it's gonna take this long, and sometimes it's taken way longer than I thought, and other times it's gonna take this long, and sometimes it's happened way quicker than I ever anticipated. And that's how we know that we serve a limitless God because it's not reliant on our ability, on our talent, on our education, on our network skills, on our contact list, on our who's on our list, who's not on our list. No, what if we serve a God who really is limitless and in a moment can give a dream to Pharaoh and take you from a prison and put you in a palace in 30 minutes when you had no idea that was going to happen. He's a limitless God, a limitless God another way we compare is we take we took what God took we took God five years I've been doing this Moment of confession. I've been doing this in our own church planting journey. It took us five years to get so far. Maybe it's going to take us another five years to get this far. Maybe it's going to take another five years this far. And then you got you the got calculator before you know you're already working out how old you are and everything else and who's at that age. And you're trying to work out where everyone's at. Sometimes the greatest limitation for us today was the success of yesterday. Wow. Failure is not fatal. Success is our greatest fatality. See, the reason why the children of Israel wanted to stay in the wilderness was because they had experienced a level of success and they didn't want to jinx it. (laughs) He parted the Red Sea. We've got a bit of reputation. He dropped down manna. Uber eats, endless deal. He gives us whatever we ask. Now, if we go into the promised land before we are ready, before we are educated enough, before we are qualified enough, before we have all all the resources together, maybe we're going to mess up the book that author Moses is writing. What's he doing up the mountain? Maybe he's writing our story. Why don't we just wait a little bit? Why don't we just do the time? But let me tell you, sometimes when you when you call upon that God and when he's leading you in a certain direction, can I encourage you to step out, even when it makes no sense, because it's not by your ability. Let me tell you, God never said, it's the arrow of Joshua or the sword of Moses or the guns of Caleb, it was literally my word. I'm going before you and I'm about to dispossess the land. In the same way, don't look at your resources. Just take inventory of what you have. The only reason I've begun to take inventory nowadays is to just recognize how much short I am and how much fulfilling God is i'm not taking inventory to see oh wow we made it all work together no no no. i'm taking inventory because i know how lacking we are and how unlimited our god is and the more i do that i recognize that this unlimited hand is stretching over us it's stretching over you and church hear me when i say it don't limit god recognize today where are the limits of my life have i put a limit on god Another way we put a limit, remember that scripture I shared, comparing us within ourselves, is we compare ourselves within our family. Well, well, pastor, we've got a family history of health. Everyone has had cancer in my family. In fact, it's really bad that they say that even my cat's got cancer it's really really bad I mean everywhere everything that everything in our house gets cancer don't stay too long in our house can I just say no 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 cancer will not come near you maybe there might be symptoms of that but I want to rebuke that and say that is not gonna be your possession that is not gonna be your treasure no you serve an unlimited God you serve the God who created the heavens and the earth yes it might have come near you yes there might have been symptoms of it but no don't take ownership of it yes there might have been a family history but I've got good news for you God attached you to a new family called the body of Christ and what flows in the body of Christ is the blood of Jesus Christ and the last time I checked my Bible says that by his stripes we have been healed I felt that I don't know if you felt that I felt that in this room right here right now that there are people that are holding on we looked and we've got it we've got heart conditions granddad's got a bad heart uncle Bob's got a bad heart. You know, everyone's got a bad heart. So anytime you have a little bit of an anxiety attack, my heart's playing up. No, no, I just want to speak over that. That does not belong to you. Yes, there might be symptoms of that. And you notice it. doctors ask us all the time, is there anything in the family? And that's the medical world and that's how they do it. But I want to encourage you right now and say, no, you serve an unlimited God. Don't limit him today. Don't limit him right now. Come on, church, rise up. Let's rise up together. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're in this together. Uh, God's breaking off limitations in my life. God's breaking off limitations in my thinking. God's breaking off limitations in, oh, I can only do that. I can only do this. I cannot do that. No, no, no. I'm saying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of taking it off the table and saying, I will do what you need me to do. I will do what you want me to do. I will believe the way you want me to believe. Show me your word so that I can stand on that word and know that you are. An unlimited God do you know they even limited Jesus in Mark chapter 6 they limited Jesus and the story is that Jesus goes into this village and there's a city his original hometown and they actually first get mesmerized by his preaching that's the funny part they mesmerized it but then they begin to measure him and they went wait a minute on ancestry.com, we worked it out. This one is this, and this one's that, and this one's that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That stool I'm sitting on, his dad made it, his dad's the carpenter. Oh, Joseph Joey the carpenter. This is just G J- Junior G, Junior Joe, Junior Joe, Junior Joe is in town. Junior Joe went to the school and learned a few things and went to TSU and hung out with Nathan Finocchio. So, so this is just Junior Joe here in town. Oh, who cares? But check out what it says in verse 4. Then Jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family check it out and because of their unbelief he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them because of their unbelief look at me down Paul. could it be that we would be a generation that would be so full of unbelief that even God gets handcuffed? No. I pray we are the generation that says, God, we've seen you move. But God, we're gonna see you move again in a powerful way. We're gonna see you move in an incredible way. Think about those things. Think about those things. And so many times we do that. We, We let things limit us. You know, I know there are people Now I thank God for our government and I thank God for the systems that we have in place. But even that can be a limitation. I thank God for job keepers and I thank God for job seekers and I thank God for job finders and I thank God for everything that's out there. I thank God for Centrelink, but I'm careful because I'm careful if we start singing, Centrelink you are Centrelink more than enough. Santa Link, I won't complain. Santa Link, you are all your promises are yes and I claim. All your promises are yes and I claim. No, he is faithful to us. His promises are yes and amen. His name is Jara. He provides our every need. He provides our every situation. And let, uh, thank God, I'm not criticizing these things. We need these things. We need, praise God for all that. But let's not be so reliant that God, you know, wait a minute. I need you. Wait a minute. Whoops. Notification for Centrelink. Oh, God, I need you. Wait a minute. Oh, Medicare has come my way. If our faith is just truly on that church. No, no. Let's be people that say God. I thank you for the government systems. I thank you, God, for, for everything that's there. But you know what? You are my source. And I don't want to limit you. Now, God may use this and God may use that and he used a raven and all that sort of stuff. But you are my source. Let's give glory where glory is due. And it's such an important thing because sometimes what, what, what are the limits that we're going to put on God? And my prayer constantly now is not telling God what to do, my prayer now is, God, where are the limitations in my life and my thinking? Where are the areas where I'm not seeing the way you need me to see? What, where are the, what are the areas that I yet need to go to God? Is there a prayer? Is there a prayer you need to make where you need to yet go to God and say, I haven't even discussed this with you. We even had a meeting about this. And, and can I encourage us this morning that I've, 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 I've had people, you know, and I'm guilty too, where... When the bank says, no, I'm going to God. When that person says, no, I'm going to God now. You know, when the counselors booked out, now I'm going to God. Now, I thank God for the banks. I thank God for the doctors. I thank God for the counselors. Praise God for every one of them and what they're doing. But have we limited God to a certain Sunday category, a certain niche in our own lives, a certain niche in where he meets our need, but can He be the source of all our needs? Can we begin to be reliant on Him in our faith, in our focus, in our finances, in our purpose, in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, in our health, in every area? And let me tell you, when we begin to do that, we begin to see the unlimited hand of the Lord. Talking about limiting. Sometimes we limit God, not because ourselves, but because of the people around us. And Jesus was notorious when it came to this. Jesus did not care how his disciples felt, but there were constantly occasions in the Bible where he'd be like, thus far and no far, guys, you guys are staying here. Peter, uh, you know, James, John, you're coming up with me. You know, he would go raise the daughter of the the daughter of Jair as the leader, and he would only allow Peter, James and John to go in. Why? I wonder, could it be a mindset? Could it be an observation? Could it be even a look that would just snooze the faith in the room? I've had that happen. In times past, I would jump into a certain room and share vision or mission, and within seconds, that faith, that excitement would just be killed by people just stabbing the vision, stabbing the dream, stabbing the promise, and I had to learn to, and, and it was my fault. It wasn't their fault. It was just I had to learn, who do I talk to? And sometimes I've come to learn that now I just need to talk to myself and God. See, a lot of times the reason why we do this is because we want to get people's approval. What do you think? And we want them to say, yeah, 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 I can see you doing it. No, I I want more people to say, "I I see you cannot do it. I see you cannot do it because then I say, God, the people say I cannot do it, but God, I know you can do it. I know you can do it through me. I, can, I know you can do it in me. I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes, I'm disqualified. Yes, I'm unqualified. Yes, I'm not equipped. Yes, I'm inexperienced. But God, I know you can do it in me. But I want, I want, I want you to take a note of this. So many times the limitations have been set because of the people that we have around us. So maybe it's time to do an inventory. What are the voices? What are the voices limiting the God who lives inside of you? What are the voices limiting the God who is speaking to you? Because we have have a God who has no limits. Do not limit God. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. We know this popular scripture, famous scripture. But again, I read it in the light of this thought that I'm sharing with you this morning. It says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask another translation says imagine which was the word of our year imagine or think check it out according to the power that works in us can I just make it simple because sometimes we hear these words like power and we just sort of spiritualize it you know what it's literally saying it says God is able to do exceedingly he can do anything in other words God is limitless in proportion to your level of faith, in proportion to your level of ask, in proportion to the conditions that you put in place according to the power working within us. How far do you see? This is why he said to Abraham, Abraham, look at the stars. Where your vision stop is where I will stop. Moses, look around you. But Moses had his eyes on too many people. And guess what? He fell out on it because he got so caught up with what everybody else had to say. He says to the the prophet said to a king in the Bible, strike the ground because the frequency in which you would strike the ground would be the amount of victory that I would give you according to the measure. Now unto him who's able to do to the proportion of your faith. David, David said, I killed the lion and the bear and God responded in proportion to your confession. Do you know David could have said, I was attacked by a lion and a bear? He never said that. I'm going through trauma because I was attacked by a lion and a bear. he says yes i was attacked and i've got scars to prove it but i'm not talking about the attack i'm talking about the fact that i live to face today i live to face this moment i've killed the lion and the bear and according to the proportion of that confession god granted his unlimited hand upon a situation so my question to us this morning is what is god about to do in proportion to your faith in proportion to your criterias in proportion to your conditions. And I want to ask us this morning, where have we limited God? Where have I limited God? You know, if I can be honest, one area I think I've limited God, even without my knowledge, is this more come to me as I've looked back in time, is perhaps in the moving of the Holy Spirit. Just There's so many services, so many things that we've done in times past where we've made people so pragmatic, so systematic, so intrinsic, so next steps focused that we've forgotten times of ministry, times of praying in the Spirit, times of God's moving, times of the miraculous. We've created a people that that are system-focused and not recognizing the moving of God's Spirit but I've come to realize that people can't take a system to their workplace or a system to their marriage, but they can take the leading of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit of God. And I want to say, even as we move forward across in the life of Downport Church, we're going to be a Holy Spirit Church. We're going to be a Holy Ghost Church. We're going to see a move of God. We're going to pray, lay hands on everything that moves, even in the season, with all the social distancing and everything. It's like we need, need, I'm, I'm just busting when we can do that uh that to to touch and to lay hands and to believe for for that that as he lay hands on the sick that they will recover in jesus name but i want you to think about what are the areas what are the areas you've been limiting god it could be the way we see ourselves it could be the voices that speak into us or it could just be a mindset that we have or a belief system but whatever it is i want to encourage us this morning and i want to encourage you to start thinking what are the areas What are the areas of my life, God, that I've put a limit? And I'm coming to you right now. I'm saying, God, take off the limit. I don't want to limit you, God, because I'm not going to limit God. Don't limit God.